on guys welcome back to pure evil i'm a man I'm your host as always evil eddie and hopefully we can stop this lag from going on because that's one of the most annoying things i find with the internet lately especially the obs i don't know what's going on with it but welcome back to another episode of pure evil i'm your host as always evil eddie from pure go check out the new website because it just dropped and i'm really excited about that Coder overload. Well, we're just gonna have to push through this right now. That really sucks when uh, when I see that come into play. Let me see if there's anything I can do so to kind of speed it up. If not, you're just gonna have to deal with it for right now. But guys, today it's going down ESPN. I'm really enjoying this new ESPN era with the UFC. I mean, I keep Sports Center on all day. Matter of fact, let me shut that off because you never know with the uh, with the Wi-Fi. That could be lagging it. But this new era, ESPN Plus, and now we finally have our first car that's going to be on the big show, on big ESPN. And it's so cool when you're tuning in you know, over at a family's house that watches basketball or, or whatever, and they're hearing more and more about UFC, and they're gaining more and more appreciation for what we do here in the MMA scene. It, it finally feels like our time has arrived and I was a little nervous going into it. I was a little nervous that the UFC was going to be hidden. Like we kind of saw on Fox channel 271. Nobody's really hanging out on FS1. You go over to ESPN. There's millions of people that just literally keep that channel on idle all day. doesn't matter what's on there. It's going to be playing in so many households. The ESPN app, you're getting updates daily of breaking UFC news. So it's going to raise a lot of interest. And I think this is the perfect card to have. To kick things off. You got the former heavyweight champ. In Cain Velasquez. Going to be against Francis Ngannou. The former number one contender. Who actually had a title shot at one point. He had a lot of momentum behind him. Let me just check the stream real quick. He had so much momentum behind him. We see this a lot in the MMA scene. Where you win a couple of fights. Then you know after the Overeem knockout. I was talking with James McSweeney about this on episode 12 of, of Gloves Off. Let me check Welcome this real quick. All right, cool. Uh, on episode 12 of Gloves Off, and he was saying, you know, only the fans are the ones that write these guys off. Francis Ngannou, when he was told by Dana White that he has potential, that he hits harder. And you got Stipe, the, the champ, at the time, sitting right there. And you got Dana White telling him that, you know, this guy hits harder than a, a, a Porsche. Imagine Dana White saying that to you. It's got to be like a drug. And James was saying, you know, even when I was on The Ultimate Fighter and I heard Dana say, you know, James McSweeney is the real deal. It's such a boost of confidence. And then what happened right after Francis lost? They go, oh, this guy's ego is so inflated. He's hard to deal with. We don't, we don't understand what, what his deal is. He doesn't want to do any groundwork. All he does. But before that, you didn't hear any of that. What did you hear? You heard nothing but praising. You heard nothing but yes men. And we've seen this so many times. 
Oh man, I wish they would just fix this encoder overload thing. Really pissing me off here. But this is the real test. And on everyone's mind, Cain Velasquez coming back after two years. They're like, well, and it's fair to say this. What, what, what can you expect? What's going to happen? Two years is a long time. But go back for a second. Go back to UFC 200. Here, I got topology up right here. Go back to UFC 200. Which was his last fight. Almost three years. That's crazy. Almost three years. Two years, seven months ago. He looked phenomenal in that fight. Before that, he was out for a year. And people were saying the same thing. How is he going to look? People forget that this guy is training inside DC's training camp over AKA. And you know what the rumor is? That those guys go extremely hard over there. He's not just, James said it. He was like, you know, when they say that Kane's in, in, in DC's training camp, they're not saying that he's sitting on the sidelines. He's in there working. Extremely hard with DC. Some of the, oh, there's the rat. All right, so I was supposed to go live like 40 minutes ago. And I spent 40 minutes, over 40 minutes, trying to get the baby rat shy guy. I, I, I'm going to change his name over to Courage because he's Courage the Cowardly Rat. He really is. All the other rats, they're fine. Even his brother will come right up to me. This guy, he's, he's shook. I spent 40 minutes and I start the stream and now he's sitting underneath me. I just tried reaching down to grab him, bloop, right back under the couch. It was just, it, it was literally driving me nuts. So sorry about going live a little bit late. But you know what? Francis Ngannou, his last win, he went back in there against Curtis Blades. And I've, I've interviewed Curtis Blades right after the first Francis Ngannou fight. And he was dying to get back in there with Francis. If you go back to that first Curtis Blades fight, the ref called it off because he just got busted up. He was bleeding pretty bad. And you look at Francis before the second fight, before the rematch, he loses to Bamiocek. He loses to Derek Lewis. Not one of the most exciting fights against Derek Lewis either. Which, you know, now all these people are really frowning on him, grinning at him. But yet the same people were praising him a couple months before that. Tell him he was the best in the world. And I even thought in my head, like I, I, I saw I saw Stipe losing to Francis. And Stipe, I don't know if you could say he wrote the blueprint because it's a lot harder than it seems. But I think Kane has the same skills and better that we saw with Stipe. Now, the one thing that I was saying is people are a little worried that he hasn't been active. I'm not really worried about that. If you saw Kane this week and you saw him go into the weigh-ins, man, he looks so excited, so pumped. But what's going to keep people at the edge of their seat with this fight is that first round. One of the most exciting first rounds in 2018 was the first round with Stipe Miocic because we just saw what Francis was capable of with, with the Overeem fight. And I thought Overeem literally snapped his neck. Let me double-check the stream. Did I really lose... I don't know why we're having encoder issues. It's really fucking pissing me off. But uh, at least we'll get the audio for this. Anyways, anyways. This is a big test for Francis Ngannou. His last five fights, he's won three, lost two. 
And as these guys climb the ladder to get to the top spot, it's clearly going to get harder and harder and harder. And to maintain that, like like you see with DC, like you saw with Cain Velasquez. It's so hard to maintain a winning streak. It's so hard to maintain fighting with the top contenders. And the fans are so brutal, they'll write you off. Even though you're competing, there's a right. Even though you're competing at the top of the top, the most elite fighters, you lose three fights out of five, and people just think you're washed up, you're no more, which is totally false. Totally false. Now, if you're the UFC, who do you really want to win here? Do you want Francis to continue on his winning streak to get back to the number one spot to get the title shot? If he knocks out Cain Velasquez, which I could totally, I could see that happening. Let's see what fans of Topology are saying. 65% with uh, Kane, 35% with Francis Ngannou. Now, even though Kane's a wrestler, and that's going to be his advantage here, because we did see Francis get really tired, and Kane has such great cardio, amazing cardio. Yeah, he's a little older. People can say he's 36 years old. Probably not that old. Francis, 32 years old, but Kane has been in these situations. He's he's faced adversity. It's not like this is the first time he's ever hit or ever fought a hard-hitting fighter. I do think Francis is probably the number one hardest-hitting fighter that we've seen in the last you know four or five years. But at the same time, Kane Velasquez, once he gets him down, I can just see him dismantling Francis winning via ground and pound. I think that first round is going to be really competitive. I'm going to be at the edge of my seat. Everyone's going to be at the edge of their seat in that first round. Francis has a huge shot to win. You got five rounds here. Five rounds. So is Francis going to kind of, you know, switch things up, play things a little bit safer, be a little, a little more slow? Like we saw with Chris Cyborg. She was going there destroying girls in the first round. And then she realized, all right, let me take it a little bit slower. And we saw it in the Tanya Evinger fight where she was more calculated and put together, you know, not, not just going in there and just throwing haymakers. Are we going to see a new side of Francis? Has Francis been focusing? He, he's had to have been focusing much more on his wrestling here, defending takedowns and, and stuff. But can Francis catch Kane coming in? I can't wait. Let me know what you guys think down below in the comments here. And uh, make sure you're following me on Twitter because I'll be doing live updates all night. Also at PureEvilMMA.com. Let me make my pick here. I, I could seriously see Francis winning this fight. I really could. And I, my heart is saying, Kane, my gut is saying go with Francis here. That would be so huge if Francis does beat Kane. But think about that. He will be back on top. If, But then, you know what? People are so brutal. Even if he wins, they're going to say the same thing they said to Kane when he beat, you know, the, the last couple of guys, uh, Junior Dos Santos, when he beat Bigfoot Silva, the Junior Dos Santos in the, in, in the uh, other fight. But you look back at Kane's career, and people are like, oh, those guys were all older at the end of their career. No wonder why he won. Kane's overrated. And it's such bullshit. It is. It really is. If Francis beats Kane tonight, I will have, I do have a lot of respect for Francis. I will have even more respect. What he was able to do to Alistair Overeem scares me. That Anyone who saw that, that had to make their heart just sink deep into their stomach. This is the perfect fight to have for ESPN 
for ESPN, for casual fans, new fans. This is the perfect fight. This People are gonna would pay $70 for this. Great fight. We also have a, a lot of other great fights on this card too. Paul Felder, who's been on Pure Evil MMA before in the past. He has one hell of a story. He's been doing a great job with his comment, uh, commentating as well. I could totally see him doing that after you know his career's over, and I think that's not going to be for a very long time. He's going to be going there against James Vick, who's been facing some adversity lately in his last fight when he lost to Justin Gaethje. He was talking a lot of shit in that fight, which we want the fighters to do. People are so crazy. They tell the fighters, you know, you got to go in there. You got to promote yourself. You know, talk a little shit. But then they do that. And then they use it against them when they lose. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. You can't make anybody happy in the fight. It's really hard to make MMA fans happy. Uh, Paul Felder coming off a loss to Mike Perry, which I was really surprised about. But uh, before that, getting the win over Charles Oliveira, uh, Stevie Ray. And uh, Alex Ricci. Before that, losing to Trinaldo. Man, Trinaldo. What happened to that guy, man? He was, what, on like a 10-fight winning streak or something like that. Loses recently, and fans write him off. It, it's it's crazy. I am going to be going with Paul Felder to win this one. I think this is going to be a great fight. This could easily be fight of the night. I have to go with Paul Felder here. And uh, I actually had him on a year ago this week. And I'm going to play you guys a quick clip of... When he uh, came on the show, my father, uh, you know, going through a much, much, much harder battle than I'm. Also, for Duke and, and his his mother, who's going through a similar thing right now. People battling cancer. This this ain't shit in comparison, man. I get to go and make this walk to the Octagon Sunday night, get paid, throw down in front of millions of people, and have fun. So, you know, tune in and uh, if anybody that's able to donate to any kind of cancer awareness that you can and. Um, that's what I'm fighting for. I'm fighting for my, my daughter and uh, and my father on, on Sunday. And we, we, it's so funny. Another Sunday that he's fighting. And he's training with one of the best camps in the entire world. And it was kind of cool seeing him at the open workouts. He had his uh, daughter on live stream. And he said it was his Valentine. I mean, he's such a stand-up guy. And a lot of people don't know, he actually went to acting school. He's a really unique character. Really, uh... Really interesting, and he does a great job on the mic. And a guy, when he first came,